Welcome to the Red Light Tonight podcast. This is your host, Chance. In this episode, we will be going over my second favorite red light district and uh, probably the most common visited red light district for Americans, Zona Norte in Tijuana, Mexico, which is really only about 20 minutes from uh, San Diego. Tijuana. Uh, First and foremost, we would like to remind everybody that we do not support human trafficking in any way. We do not support underage prostitution. Everything that occurs in this podcast is between two consenting adults. Names have been changed to protect everyone involved, including you and I, Shadow. Yep. Let me start off this episode with a personal story. Um, This is the reason why I think it is important for anonymity for this personal hobby to stay private. I had this uh, co-worker who was having trouble losing his virginity. Um, It might be funny, but he was in his mid-20s and it just hadn't happened yet. It didn't look like it was going to happen anytime soon. So he knew what I was doing and uh, he asked if he could tag along. I said, yeah, that's fine. And uh, one night... I went over to pick him up. We were going to head down to Zona Norte to finish the job. And uh, he was standing outside his residence with another guy. And I was thrown off by this. And uh, I confronted my friend. Let's call my friend Wakanito. I said, Wakanito, what is this? He said, just you were going. And he said, well, no, I want to bring my friend Romeo, too. I go, oh... I don't know this guy. I don't feel comfortable taking Romeo. And Wakanito says, well, Romeo and I, we've been friends since middle school. We've been the best of friends. I trust him. He wants to come. I feel more comfortable with him coming. So I allowed it. Against my better judgment, I allowed it. I didn't really know this guy, Romeo, but I, I allowed him to come. Anyways, drove down south, crossed the border. Um, we were... St- we stayed at the Hong Kong establishment, and uh, we were having a great time. I mean, I had two ladies, on each, one on each side. My friend, Wakanito had a woman on his lap. Romeo, he, he was drinking. He didn't have a woman with him, but uh, he was drinking. And midway through the fun, I noticed Romeo had his phone out, and he was snapping pictures. And I flipped out. I had the keep my calm because I didn't want the security at the club seeing this or even the girls who were sitting basically to each side of me noticing you know snapping pictures is not a good thing to be doing in these establishments did he have any girls with him? no he did not have any girls so in this in in these establishments these girls they want their privacy you need to respect your privacy and this guy was snapping pictures anyways I pulled Wakanito aside. I said, dude, your boy's taking pictures. He needs to stop. And uh, finally, we, we sent the girls away. We talked, we talked to them amongst ourselves. And his friend was is telling me, no, I'm just taking pictures so we can remember this. This, was, this is fun. It's all fun and games. And I made him show me the pictures. There was pictures of the girls. There was pictures of Wakanito and the girls. But there was no pictures of me. 
And I wasn't overly concerned. But I told him, just don't take any more pictures at all. So he put his phone away. Wakanito ended up taking one of the girls up, losing his virginity, came back, took another girl up, you know. Well, Wakanito. Now, <laughs> hang on. Um, have you ever seen a club handle a situation like that with someone taking pictures? Yeah, I can, I'll, I'll tell you that in another story. Okay, okay, well, it's a very short story. So one time I was in a strip club in Las Vegas, and my buddy and I were sitting near the back, and we both had our phones out, but we weren't taking pictures. The talent in the strip club wasn't very good. There wasn't very many attractive females. There were one or two, but they were busy at the moment. So we were, you know, browsing. I was browsing ESPN. I don't know what he was looking at. Okay. And we noticed a guy near the front had his phone out and was pretty much doing the same thing as us. But he had his phone on the table or like above the table. We had our phones underneath the table looking at it. This guy had his phone above the table just scrolling. It looked like, it looked like he was scro- scrolling through social media. And one of the girls came up to him, snatched the phone out of his hands, and dropped it into his drink. Dang. And he flipped out, started yelling. Um, they eventually took the phone away from him, and he had to go into the back with a bouncer. And I never saw the dude after that. I'm not saying he got beat up or anything, but I'm pretty sure he went back there. They went through his phone. They gave him his phone back, and they told him to leave. That's probably what happened. But in these establishments, there's signs everywhere. Yeah. No video recording. No phones, no pictures. Yeah, people doing that just looking for trouble. But okay, walking those friends it already sounds like he's up to no good. But okay, go. well, he's taking pic- he's taking pictures of the girls that Wakanito is with. Mm. Which you know you could kind of say you know this is a special night for Wakanito, so he's trying to be a good friend. Trying to be a good friend. That's what I was thinking at the moment. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, anyways, the rest of the night went smoothly. <laughs> Wakanito, uh, like I said, he went up twice with two different girls. I had my fun. Came back. I dropped him off. And the next morning, I'm at work. And Wakanito calls me up. And he says, hey, hey Chance, I, I got a huge, huge problem. And I go, what's going on? I, 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 the thing that popped in my head was like, man, this guy got an STD in his first time. That's what, what fucking luck is that? But anyways, no, that's not what happened. He told me Wakanito had, to, had contacted him and said if he doesn't pay... No, okay, Romeo had contacted Wakanito and told Wakanito if Wakanito doesn't pay Romeo $1,000, he was going to show those pictures to Wakanito's family, who I'm going to add are like hardcore churchgoers and very conservative. Oh, that's nerve-wracking. Okay, I can see the dilemma. So I told Wakanito, dude... This is your best friend. Right. He's fucking around with you. This ain't funny, but don't give him no thousand dollars. And if he does that, you're a big dude. He's a small dude. Kick his ass. Well, that was really bad advice. Cause we what? Don't condone violence, by the way. What? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What ended up happening was uh, Wakanito did not pay Romeo a thousand dollars, but Romeo forwarded all those pictures to Wakanito's sister and Wakanito's sister showed the pictures to his parents and they kicked him out of the house and you might think well this is mid-20s he should have been out of the house anyways he didn't have the job to support himself and he ended up having to rent a room for a few months before eventually moving back into the garage of his parents house with no access to the house so he was like ostracized from his family. 
Yeah, from what I hear, he, everything's back to normal now. But this has been this has been about three years since then. But yeah, that's that's my worst Tijuana, my worst red light story I have. That's horrible. A, a friend to, to do that to you, your best friend at that. But this is why I think it's important that we remain anonymous. We don't know how our families or friends will take the knowledge of us visiting red light districts. I mean, I know personally my dad, he enjoys going himself, so he wouldn't care. But I don't know about my mom. She might think it's weird. Anyways, let's get on to the review of uh, Zona Norte. All right. So Zona Norte was your first red light district? Yes. The very first red light district that I visited. And the one I most commonly visit. Well, this is what's got me wondering. What made you want to go to Zona Norte as opposed to, you know, maybe going to a bar and, you know, getting a one-night stand? Okay. I've had one-night stands. They're not easy. It's not a guarantee that every time I go out, I'm going to be able to accomplish a one-night stand. I would say maybe one out of every ten times that I went out looking for that, I got that. Also, it seemed like every time I got a one-night stand, it wasn't a one-night stand. It was one night of sex, three months of drama. It's what it seemed like. Do you remember do you remember Nikki from when we worked together? I remember Nikki. Yes. So You fuck Nikki? We had a one-night stand, which turned out to be like th- three months of awkwardness, uh, a night where she threatened me. And it's just like, for some reason, we had our, 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 our rumble in the sheets. And after that, we were so concerned about not, getting, not letting it get out, like the, the secret get out, that she was getting hostile and like angry with me. I'm like, I'm never telling anybody. You're never telling anybody. This is never going to get out. But she was so paranoid that it was going to get out. It was just drama. Mm. She was engaged, Chance. Well, I... Okay, the way I reason this is... is I, the night we hooked up, I remember she was stressed out. And I was thinking that the engagement had been broken off or something. Because she was really like not herself earlier that day and then like yeah I, I I never should I'm a fucking piece of shit god damn you it's okay man it's okay alright it's, cool. it's cool what happened happened clearly you both moved on alright so Zona Norte let's get back on topic yeah let's stay on topic yeah alright I don't go looking for one night stands cause I'm concerned of the drama I'm concerned of the text message afterwards I'm concerned of yeah, that I find out that they're married or they have a fiance or something. Because you only know as much as they tell you, right? Exactly. So, so that's cool. All right. And then let's take our, our, our Armenian friend that we that we both friendly with. He likes to go out and have these one night stands. But what does he say he does? He says he takes them to Laker games. He takes them out to Eve at you know the these LA Live sta- the yeah. Staples Center and these yeah. expensive restaurants. And we know this guy lives with his mom. So he's not taking her home. He's probably renting a room at the Marriott or something to impress these girls. You add all that up, what, three, four hundred dollars easy. 
I'm going to Zona Norte. I'm dropping 130 bucks, and I'm having a better time with a better-looking woman. All right. So what you're saying is Zona Norte, for you, it's cost-effective. It's worry-free, and you're you know, just handling your business in and out. Boom. Yes. Okay. Well, where do you rank Zona Norte, then? As far it as- is my second favorite red-light district behind Antwerp. Really, um, there's a huge drop-off after Zona Norte. Um, yeah, it's basically Antwerp, Zona Norte, and then the rest. Wow, you know, Zona Norte being ranked number two, it's still pretty, still pretty good. Well, this is my next question: Was it why was it not enough? Was Zona Norte not enough for you? Did you what made you want to go and explore other red light districts around the world? Well, Zona Norte in itself was enough. Um, I was going there frequently after my first divorce, but during my second marriage, I stopped going for the brief time that I was married, and it was after my second marriage when I booked my very first trip to Europe, and since I was going to Europe, I decided to visit other red light districts. Earlier in your story, you mentioned that uh, Zona Norte, you know, 150 bucks, Got you what you needed, you know, and you would be very happy with that. Now, is that a set price? Can you explain the breakdown of, you know, or, you know, is it more or less? You know, can you elaborate on the price? That is not a set price. This is actually going to be a a long answer. Uh, The price depends on the girl, depends on the establishment you're in, depends on what you want to do. It depends on the hotel that you choose. There's a lot of factors that go into the price. So in Zona Norte, there are more than one type of prostitute. First are the streetwalkers. They charge $20 for basic sex. Missionary, they only take off their pants. Uh, $40 if you want blowjob and sex in multiple positions and if you want them to get naked. Um, it's always $5 for the room with them. But the room is not going to be, you know, it's not a Motel 6. It's not as good as a Motel 6. It's just basically a room with a bed, maybe a toilet. There's no no showering with these girls. Um Another type of prostitute in Zona Norte are the, the massage parlor girls. The only one in Zona Norte is mermaids. Here, they have an interesting setup. You walk into the establishment. There's a madame. She has you sit on a couch, and she has the girls walk basically like a train, like you know, in, in single-file line in front of you, and you choose who you want. Um, there's usually between three to ten girls in this establishment every time I go in. And once you choose them, it's $80, $85 now. It's gone, it's gone up $5 since I've been going. $85 will get you one hour with the girl. She'll massage you for about 10, 15 minutes. After the massage, it's blowjob sex. And then when you're done you usually have plenty of time to shower. And uh, the rooms in this establishment, 
they're a significant step up from the streetwalker rooms, but I wouldn't call them nice. Um, at least were they at least clean? Yeah, they were clean. Well, that's, well, that's what matters. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the shower is a nice benefit. The third type of girl in Zona Norte are the girls working inside the clubs. Now, prices for them range from the cheapest I ever paid for one of these girls was $50. And it goes all the way up to $100. And with all of these girls, you have to pay for a room. And the room runs from $16 to $20. And with these girls, you get 30 minutes. Well, half the time. it Half the time is the massage parlor of mermaids, yes. But these girls are better looking. And usually better performers. Um, can you negotiate? Okay. My personal rule of thumb is when a woman tells me her set price, I am never going to try to negotiate down because I feel, this is just me personally, I feel that it's kind of rude and disrespectful to them. So if a woman tells me $100, if I want her, most of the time, by the time I see a girl, I know I want her. But... I'll just agree to that first price. If I don't want her, I'll walk away. And sometimes they'll drop the price, but most of the time they don't. I don't like to negotiate. Now, negotiating extra stuff, that's always on board. You know, there's, like if you have a weird fetish, if you can communicate with a girl, you can negotiate that here. Yeah, of course. So you're always, you know, but... Is it acceptable? Have you seen people negotiate prices down, or I know you you're against it, which is totally understandable. And oh I yeah, I, I, I you see you actually see people negotiating with the streetwalkers. Most of the time, they're just saying no. This is the price, and in the clubs, I'm pretty sure people negotiate. Yeah. Okay. I just never do. Well, that seems like something you would recommend to the listeners, right? Make sure you gotta. I'm guessing it's like any service, right? You gotta if you try to knock down their price, they might not be as happy, which in turn may they may not perform as well. That's a very good point. That's a point that I was forming in my mind right now. It's like you were reading my mind though. Yeah. Just think about it this way. She's charging you a hundred bucks, but you're offering seventy-five. She needs the money, so she accepts it. But in her mind, you know, she's thinking I wanted 100. I know this dude has 100, but he's only offering 75. So, yeah, the performance might not be as well. The blowjob, she might not be as into it. I mean, her, her orgasm might be overly fake. That's a big turnoff for me. Anyways. Okay. Now, what would you tell someone that's going to go there for the first time to Zona Norte? How much should they bring? How much money... Should they bring to their first time so they could enjoy it? Well, I've taken a few people to Zona Norte for their first time, and I always tell them to bring about $160. That's going to pay for the cab ride to and from the border. That's going to pay whatever cover charges there are that night, because every night it seems like the cover charges might be a little different. Really, it's not. Really, if you go on Friday or Saturday, there's like a $6 cover charge. Um... That's going to pay for the girl. That's going to pay for the room. That's going to pay for a few drinks if you want them. $160 is like the perfect number. If you want one girl. Now, it might not be the perfect number if you're 
not satisfied with that first girl. And it happens. That happens quite often, actually. So maybe 300. So you know that if something goes wrong with the first one, you don't enjoy the first one, that you have enough. You can go two times. How, how that, that's that's how much I take when I go three hundred. Three hundred, mm-hmm. and so you do you usually spend it all? No, no, very rarely. Okay, but I also don't buy drinks for myself. I buy the girls a drink, but for me, I never buy drinks for myself. Then I also don't always take a cab. Sometimes I like taking the walk. Now. How often do you have a conversation with the girls when while they're drinking, while they're having their drink? Usually when they're having their drink, um, not very often, because a lot of times when, when once you buy the girl the drink in Hong Kong, it's like their invitation, like an invitation for them to dance on you, like you were paying for a ten dollars uh, lap dance in the in the U.S. You're getting a lap dance, usually. Once you buy them a drink, some girls will actually sit there and try to talk with you. But, you know, there's a language barrier. A lot of these girls don't speak English. So then they just if they don't speak English then they just usually dance on you, grind on you. And, you know, you feel them up. And then that's, you're, you're sampling the wares, I guess. And that's when you get someone would make the decision as if they want to take her to a room or not. Yeah, sometimes I do make my decision that way. Like, I see a girl, she's borderline on the looks, right? Borderline on the looks. And I'll go, okay, well, let's, let's see how into a lap dance she is. I'm going to purchase her a drink, and if she gives me a crappy lap dance that I'm not taking me, if she gives me a really good one, then, yeah, I'm taking her. Or if she doesn't give me a lap dance at all and we have a good conversation instead, then I'm taking her. But, yeah, usually buying a drink um, is how I gauge if I'm going to actually take them upstairs or not. But there are a lot of girls where once I see them for the first time, I know, no, it doesn't matter. I'm taking this girl upstairs. Those are those straight tens. All right, let's take a break for a plug. This is Shadow from Red Light Tonight. If you have any questions regarding the show or would like to give us feedback, feel free to email us at redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. Or if you're interested in going to Zona Norte for your first time and are wondering how to go about it, Chance can help you with that. So just send us an email. The email is redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. Okay, Chance, how often do you visit Zona Norte? Well, before uh, Corona, before COVID-19, I was going... Two to three times a month. Damn. Uh, obviously, since uh, since mid February, I haven't gone. Okay, and so you said two to three times a month. Yeah. And so, how many girls per visit? Is there an average? You know, uh, average of one and a half. One and a half. So yeah, like one and a half. One girl and half a body. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> No, it's like it's like sometimes two, sometimes one. So okay, I would one say the average is one and a half, or maybe one and three quarters, because every now and then there would be three. Okay, all right, that's cool. Um, do you go by yourself often, or do you, does somebody accompany you? Uh, see, most of the time I go by myself. I enjoy the time 
I go by myself more because, you know, I'm not waiting on anybody else. Uh, nobody else is judging who I take upstairs. Um, and I'm not worried about somebody getting drunk, and, you know, mm, like a, a person I'm going with getting drunk and getting in a fight and then I'm caught up too. Okay. But I do enjoy the company of taking somebody and we're walking around looking at the sights for, you know, especially when it's someone's first time. I know I, I kind of like it when someone's going down there for the first time because they're always blown away. Yeah. Always blown Yeah. Like, um, so there's this German dude who came and uh, visited a few Novembers ago. And where he lives, there's red light districts in every town. And he was visiting San Diego's. We met up. I was attempting to surf at the beach. And uh, he was also in the surfing lessons that I was in, that like the surfing class, sur- what's it called, surfing training lessons, whatever. It was surfing for beginners. And uh, we had gotten to talking. I told him about the red light district in uh, in San Diego. We we were having tacos during lunch. It was funny. And we started talking about the tacos down south, I guess. And it just led to Zona Norte. So he told me there was uh, red light districts in, in Europe. I had never been to Europe at this point. And um, so he said he, he wouldn't, you know, like, this, it's, it's nothing new to him. Well, we ended up going down there that night, and he steps foot in Hong Kong, and he's just blown away. And, uh, yeah, he ended up getting two girls, one in Mermaids and one in Hong Kong that night. And... Uh, yeah, he gave me his name, like, to look up on social media. And so I thought it would be easy. But then when I looked up his name on social media, there was, like, 20 Germans with the same name. And I never found him. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> you've explained, you know, you really like going with people, especially on their first time. Yes. Um, but what do you like more? Do you like going on your own? Or do you like going with someone? What, what, what would be your preference? It's weird. Because I said I have more fun going on my own. But I... Do I, I always find myself asking somebody if they want to go. So, Shadow, what do you think? You busy tonight? I'm going to have to pass, man. I, I'm happily married. Okay. I guess I'm going to ask for asking, huh? Hey, it's all right. You know what? I'm sure you, uh, yeah, you know you've what? been this, wanting this, to ask for this, a while. Let's this, this, this delete this segment. All right, let's go back to this uh, German guy. You said he was blown away by uh, by Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Did he give you any uh, details as why he was blown away? He said, you know, red light districts aren't uh, are, are normal to him. You know, he's seen them. He's probably been to them. Um, did he tell you why he was blown away? Well, here's the thing. Once we got to Hong Kong, I remember we sat down. We got a table. He said, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this. And then from that point on, we really didn't talk because he got his girl, I got my girl. And when we were done, we went to Mermaids. We each got another girl. And once we were done there, we said, ciao, go our separate ways, and we never saw each other again. So I didn't really get his take on his view or his opinion on our red light district. But from observing him, I knew he had a great time. Were you guys Eskimo brothers from that night forward? No, we're not Eskimo brothers. But, <laughs> but this, I, this is, I'm so happy you brought this up. So Caleb, our uh, 
our friend from Patong Beach podcast. Uh-huh. He goes with me to Zona Norte, and him and the German guy are now Eskimo brothers. Oh, really? They had the same taste with the big, you know, big, big titted women on thin women. Or big tits on thin women. Yeah, they, they both like that. So they're I'm not a, I'm, knowing they're Eskimo brothers. Yeah, yeah. I told uh, I told Caleb, and then he just was like, uh, kind of disappointed. And so this same girl, right? Kato's been with her like twice. That German dude was with her. The girl, when she sees me, she knows I'm not going to choose her. But she, so she, she recognizes me. But uh, earlier this year, I went like around January sometime. I saw her. She had to put on like 30 pounds, man. She looked gross. Oh, so. See, yeah. I can... So I guess this story doesn't have a happy ending either. Oh. I told Caleb that, and he was just disappointed too. But there's so many other, so many other. You know what? Caleb and I are Eskimo brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, we're Eskimo brothers. So <laughs> I'm sure a lot of guys that go do these kind of establishments so, at one point become Eskimo brothers. What, what are the establishments <laughs> had a set of identical twins that were gorgeous, like exotic looking? Pale skin. I know you don't think of pale skin as exotic, but the way their faces were, they were very pretty. They kind of looked like, um, they kind of looked like a manager from an old pizza shop that I used to work at. That I was like, like had a huge crush on, but I never made the move because she always had a boyfriend and I was always married. But anyways, so these girls, they look like her and they're identical twins. And I, I've been with them multiple occasions. They're repeats. They're that good. I call them Rita and Skeeta. But. <laughs> Okay. But anyways, so on Caleb's first trip there, he had gotten a girl and he didn't really enjoy his experience. That's where he lost his virginity. But he didn't enjoy the experience. And so on his second trip there, I made sure he got with either Rita or Skeeta. I couldn't tell them apart. They're identical twins. And when he went up with one of them, he came back and he was like, he almost wanted to give me a high five then and there. That would have been cheesy and corny, of course. But yeah, he had such a great time that... After he went with one of those twins, he was hooked. And that's how he became, you know, my travel of the world buddy. That's cool. That's nice. All right. Uh, real quick, though, I want you to explain to um, some of the listeners that maybe don't know what an Eskimo brother is. Explain what an Eskimo brother is. I think if they're listening to this podcast, they know what Eskimo brother is. But I'll, I'll, I'll humor you. Um, basically, when two people have sex with the same woman, they're Eskimo brothers. I think the term uh, originated on the show The League. Yeah. The fantasy I, football show yep. The League. I, I, well, that's where I first heard, for, for, heard of it. Yeah, I think so. You know, I met Andre from The League. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Not not in a red light district or anything, but I just I just met him. That's cool. He was kind of an ass. Ah, but sucks. anyways, uh, yeah, Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> uh. All right, guys. We've passed the 30-minute mark. So from here on out, we're going to be transitioning to our random talk of the day. We have more stuff to talk about for Zona Norte and Tijuana, which means we'll have a part two, maybe even a part three of this episode. But for now, random talk of the day. We got an email, Chance. Or, wait, you're Shadow, I'm Chance. I get confused with the aliases. Shadow, we got an email. (laughs) So... TM from Texas says that we should get rid of random talk of the day. I really like random talk of the day, though. But, uh, 
You know what, though? I'm, we're not doing this podcast for us. We're doing it for the listeners. So if you guys, you know, are listening and don't like the Random Talk of the Day, email us. You know, if you guys would rather us extend our podcast further, let us know. Uh, we would love your, our, your feedback. So our email, again, is redlighttonightpodcast at yahoo.com. But back to your question. I really like it. I don't know what you think. I think it'd be cool if uh, if we continue this and we let readers choose what random talk of the day is. Like, email us and you can ask us to talk about something random. Shadow will research it. I'll just give my own opinion off the top of my head. And, uh, yeah, we can try to doing that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think we should continue doing it for now. What do you think? I, I just said what I thought. Okay, i Sorry. So yes, that's uh, that's it for Random Talk of the Day today. And I guess that's it for Red Light Tonight podcast this week. Uh, until next time. All right, take care, guys. Are we good? I think we're good, yeah. All right, man, there was a lot of editing we need to do on this one, especially near the end. Yeah. And, and then that part where I started talking, inviting you to go, that makes me sound like an ass. I don't want that on there, okay? Uh, no, that, that could be clipped. Yeah, no worries. And I also make sure to take off where I repeated myself. Sorry about that. You know, sometimes I I, I think, I try thinking ahead. Okay, I don't you care. Know. All right, all right, just tell me. All right. You want to play some pool? Yeah, let's do it.